0: Athens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the
1: Georgia Bulldogs Podcast. The Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis.
0: Hey everybody, welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast from OnlineAthens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. Find all of the Bulldog content you're looking for at OnlineAthens.com. Ryan Dennis here alongside Mark Weiser. Mark, uh, been hitting the spring practice trail, I know, following the uh, the Bulldogs and the happenings.
1: So uh, how's things looking? Ryan, you might have heard this, but practices are closed. Uh, but the Bulldogs are at the halfway part of um, spring practice scrimmage number one this Saturday, two weeks out from G-Day. Is that sound right? I can't believe it is. It is April. So Golly, yeah. by the way, speaking of April... You got any good April Fool's jokes today? What are you more excited about, April Fool's Day or MLB Opening Day? Oh, that's
0: pretty clear. April Fool's Day. Uh, uh, no, I've never I've never gotten into the uh, April Fool's days. Maybe because I'm such a poor jokester, I'm a bad prankster, and so I never could really get anybody. But um, no, uh, MLB Opening Day is always. It uh, feels like a holiday. Like I've got to be in front of my TV at three today to see the uh, the Braves play the Phillies. I'm sure you, as a Nationals fan, what time do they play today?
1: I believe they are a night game. Okay.
0: Okay. Any, uh, any excitement out of Washington this year? Uh,
1: well, they got Kyle Schwarber. Oh yeah. Uh, then they add like John Lester, I believe. Yeah. They got, they got, they got the Cubs, uh, cast offs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they actually had, uh, they had some player test positive. So they had like, they're going to be out five different guys, but I don't know who the other ones are today. Uh, with some, I guess, uh, contact tracing or whatever. um, Ryan, yeah, the Braves. Everyone's playing today. It's a it's a full slate of games. But you know what? We're not here to talk about MLB baseball, but we can. We could all day if uh, if that's what the audience yeah, wants. Hey, I did have my fantasy draft on uh, Monday night. That was a, we don't want to get into. That. that was productive so far. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking like in great shape because they haven't haven't had a first game. Um, Nobody hurt yet. Yeah. Speaking of hurt, um, not as bad as it initially seemed to be. Jermaine Burton, Georgia uh, sophomore wide receiver. Look, they couldn't afford any other. Injuries, uh, Certainly any that would, uh, you know, kind of go into the season with George Pickens out. We can talk about uh, actually Kirby Smart addressed the the uh, George Pickens ACL injury since our last podcast, uh, I believe. But uh, with Jermaine Burton, uh, looks like a hyper extended knee. Now nothing's come out officially from Georgia. We'll get a chance to talk to Kirby on Saturday after scrimmage one. Uh, I'm told it was, uh, you know, two to four week type deal. Um, You know, we'll see if if Kirby will lay out a timeline. Uh, I would not expect him, you know, to come back this spring. But, you know, I guess you can't rule that out.
0: I'd say it'd be best not to.
1: Yeah. What's the point? I mean, yeah, uh, you really need to kind of put these these guys in bubble wrap to a certain, (laughs) uh, you know, extent, given the fact that, that George Pickens uh is out so this
0: this reminds me i mean it's almost that debate of uh is it it worth spring practice you know every coach will say yeah we got to have spring practice you know and some of that feels like it's an old-time tradition type thing that we got to have spring practice to make people better but it almost goes back to that mark Richt scenario what about eight nine years ago where they didn't hit in fall practice because people were getting hurt so i guess it's that fine line of you know is it do, do you need to do you need to have this or or is it is it really worth it if if you're going to have guys injured like that
1: I don't know if I remember not hitting at all. I mean, certainly maybe you could, you could back off.
0: Exactly. I guess, you know, that was the thing. Like we didn't do these drills because, you know, people were getting hurt in it.
1: Well, look. I mean, I will say this, that, you know, there's a certain way that that college football has operated. Um, Look, we saw if everybody, now everyone didn't, didn't not have spring practice a year ago. I mean, some teams did, uh, you know, more than half. Uh, Some did a few. Georgia did none. Um, But, You know, if you look at how Alabama and look at Florida's offense, uh, you know, until – um, I guess, what was it, uh, the bowl game when, when uh, they were missing so many people. Right. I mean, these offenses were, were clicking on, on very high cylinders. Georgia needed a spring practice given that they installed uh, a new offense with a new coordinator. And, and that was a carryover this year that they wanted to kind of take it to the next level with so many returning players. But as you're seeing with recruiting, I mean, there hasn't been, uh, coaches on the road. There hasn't been official campus visits. Um, and, and so there is a thought that, well, maybe we can do without this thing or that thing. Maybe we can do more of it by Zoom. Uh, you know, you're going to start to see uh, official visits uh, coming into, uh, you know, they haven't announced it yet, but I would imagine you're seeing recruits tweet out, hey, I'm taking an official visit to Georgia in Early June. Early right. Yeah. and And I think I read something about um, you know, recruits can be on campus and, and come by a spring practice uh, if it's open to the general public. Now, Georgia's not a place where that, say, that, that's that the case. The, the, no, there are some schools that, that are letting people in. Well, I
0: guess Auburn had that open practice, what, a week and a half ago? Or yeah, and now. I saw
1: Arkansas. Sam Pittman said that uh, he wanted to have people at his practice because um, that kind of put the pressure <laughs> on his players to perform like they would on game day in, well, front, re-
0: of, in re- front of others. Kind of refreshing, isn't it? I mean, the fact that Georgia seems to have been so locked down for for years. I mean, now.
1: I haven't heard anything about it, but, I mean, if, if there's a, a an ability to have recruits at your practice, yeah. uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Kirby opened up a practice <laughs> to true. say, yeah, you, you can come. But well, and,
0: I, and I guess Kirby's had – they have an open practice or have at least for a couple of years on, yeah, a, on pre, a Saturday during fall.
1: Pre-pandemic and and even yeah. – even I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard what, what the case is Saturday. I mean, it might be a deal where, um, you know, the high-end donors – uh, McGill Society members are are invited in there like they were last uh, preseason.
0: Yeah, and um, of course, I think when it comes to those, uh, it's very very limited on on what they show. <laughs> they don't want anybody you know stealing anything. Getting back to the receivers, um, I'm sure there was quite a panic when the when the news came out from Bulldog Nation about Jermaine Burton because you were uh, you had. To, to you almost had two of your best players go down and George Pickens, who's already out. And then, I mean, I, I'm sure the initial fear was that Jermaine Burton could be out with a, with a torn ACL too. So that leaves you with, uh, you know, uh, Dominic Blaylock, who you don't know who's going to, you know, his.
1: He, he's, not, he's not practicing at that capacity yet. I'm yeah. saying
0: for next year when he comes back. Right. I mean, you know, you, you fear somebody's had a couple knee injuries that he wouldn't come back. You're down to Kiaris Jackson. Who had a very productive year, but you know, not to the likes of, of Pickens and whatnot. So, you're very shaky ground when it comes to receivers. So, the news that it was only a hyperextension and he should be back, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of relief around uh, around the Bulldog uh, fan fan clubs.
1: Yeah, I would think so. But, uh, I mean, I certainly think Arian Smith is a guy that, they're, that you need to expect uh, fully healthy will be able to come back and, and uh, you know, kind of build on, on his big catches he had last season. Uh, you know, Darnell Washington is going to be a focal point of this offense. Mm. Uh, you have Brock Bowers, uh, the, the tight end out of California that, that's gotten some good reviews in the springtime Are one of these freshmen going to step up. Um, you know, I think there's a chance for, for these those guys to, um, you know, and, and if you're also shorthanded at wide receiver, you don't have the impact. I mean, they're going to play their their best skill position guys, and that means James Cook could line up at, at, at you know, wide and, uh, you know, find a way to get Kenny McIntosh on the field. Um,
0: you know, you think of, of, of James Cook last year, was it the Vanderbilt game where he ran a little, uh, what do they call that, a, a little... Uh, bend route out of the backfield or whatever and was wide open across the mouth. I feel like that's how they envisioned James Cook from the time they recruited him. You know, and then you get a guy like J. T. Daniels who who found him, you know, perfectly in stride there and you think about the Alabama game when Stetson hit him down the sideline. That just seems like you know he's not a, he's not a guy who runs between the tackles like uh, Zamir White or somebody like that. You know, thinking back to Todd Gurley, this is a, a little scat guy who you you want to get his speed matched up against a linebacker and and yeah, just like you said, that seems like the type of the type of thing they would use him for a lot next year once the Monken offense finally maybe gets into its second year and whatnot
1: certainly I mean we, sh- we saw it against Alabama when it, when he took it uh, the distance oh, it was yeah. like 80, 80 yards um, you know This uh, this Adonai Mitchell, six four one ninety, is a guy that when you talk about a a big guy that that might be able to to make plays on the outside. Um, Justin Robinson uh, Kirby was saying Saturday, you know, there was there was some buzz about him, and he said, yeah, he's he's you know shown the ability to uh, you know just looking for more consistency from him. Now now Kirby was speaking uh, the other day, he brought up a name that uh, a guy that's not even at Georgia anymore, Davod Wilson, uh, transferred to UCF, also had. ACL injury. I think it was one of the first or second practices, uh, 2018, maybe. I can't remember the year. Um, brought up his name to say that look, George Pickens could still play again this year. Now here's the difference, and he he said look, he was ready to clear to practice in uh, you know before the Florida game, which was you know late October. Now. Devon Wilson didn't play until the Sugar Bowl that year. Um, now, you know, was he clear to practice? But, but didn't know the defense, which is kind of what Kirby was intimating. Here's the difference: mm-hmm. George Pickens has a body of work that the NFL has already seen, for the good and bad. I mean, great playmaker, can win those 50-50 balls, um, can make catches on, on passes you think uh, you know he might not be able to. Um, a lot of touchdowns at Georgia. Yeah. He's gonna would have been on the top you know, up there in the top five, I think, uh, for touchdown catches if he was the way he was on pace. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, make some boneheaded plays in terms of Skirting water, uh, unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct penalties and, uh, you know, things of that nature. Um, but he, he's he got an NFL first round, perhaps, uh, projection, and is he going to come back and risk that you know, all that money Mm -hmm. uh, to win a championship. Maybe he will. Kirby says he loves football. You know, I assume he loves Georgia, Uh, but he's going to probably hear from some people saying, you know, you need to shut this down. And, um, you know, he could come back uh, and play. He does know the offense, Um, you know, it's a head coach probably that, that is hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just not sure if that's going to play out that way. I'm
0: sure it'll come down to a draft grade that he might receive back, you know, if if general managers and, and coaches in the NFL believe that, you know, he can fully recover. Maybe his, uh, you know, if he does declare, if he runs uh, some 40s for some, you know, in a, in a pro day or something, maybe uh, – you know that'll that'll make coaches and GMs believe that that he's uh, back. Fully hey, did,
1: who was the Alabama receiver that was out uh, for a while, came back, uh, you know, in the playoffs last year, and certainly didn't look at full speed, but was Waddle, able to play. Waddle,
0: they all run together now. Yeah, I think it was Jalen Waddle. Waddle. I think it was Waddle. <laughs> they've had they've had uh, 15 uh, first-round pick receivers or capable of the past few years, but yeah, I think it was Waddle because. Uh, he, uh, you know, he it, it hurt to watch him in that yeah, championship dude. game last yeah, year yeah. because he would run a route and then waddle to the sideline and just kind of sit mean, down like he was hurting.
1: Maybe that's a scenario. Georgia is, Georgia's in the playoff or at the SEC championship game and Man. and Pickens, you know, comes comes in as the hero to, to try to give him what he can.
0: Well, that's why our question is, it, is it for the best for the player? You know, I mean, that's, that's heroic and, you know, you, you talk about what a great team player they are, but – I mean, to, to me, that you're—I feel like you're hurting it worse now. I know the doctors obviously gave him it all clear and said it couldn't get any worse unless you know, if you, if unless you have surgery, you know, you can go out and play on it. So, you know, yeah, that you make a good point that I guess he could come back in that. I would personally, I would not, I would not want to want to play on that. But
1: all right, let's. Uh, you want to take a break, or you want to just keep talking? Now, let's take a break. Quick right, break. We'll, hey, when we come back georgia's got a bunch of more commitments since our last uh podcast let's talk about yeah, some new games let's talk about the how they're hitting and recruiting they got a, a, another game uh, power five non-conference game georgia basketball has a transfer that they've added i believe since our last show mm-hmm. uh and so we'll uh, bounce all that around when uh, we get back Ryan, I uh, got a question for you. Do you know who has the number 1 ranked recruiting class in 2022? I mean, if I had to guess,
0: considering we're on Bulldogs Extra Podcasts, I'd go with Georgia Bulldogs.
1: No, it's Ohio State. But I Georgia go to that. Georgia <laughs> Georgia is number 2. Yeah. And uh that's uh that's that's rising. Maybe they're going to be number 1 by the time this airs this afternoon. Maybe there's a guy that's about to pop.
0: I mean, I think that uh, the Australian punter they landed on uh, Wednesday might uh, put them uh you know, he has a better leg than many, uh, things. think. You ever been to Australia? <laughs> no, I have not. Have you? I have not. Uh, I've never been out of the country, I hate to admit, but that'll change soon. You ever been to South Georgia? Oh, yeah, I guess I have
1: been out of the country. Come on, what are you doing there? <laughs> um, wait, what do you mean it's going to change? Where are you going? Uh, wait a second, is he, uh, is he hitting, running for the exits? Uh, well, I mean, if all goes
0: well, getting back to my engagement that everybody's uh, excited about. Uh, maybe next summer might do a little Europe. Wait, are, uh, you,
1: are you getting married in uh, Niagara Falls, Canada?
0: Uh, no, I'm getting married in Niagara Falls, USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, get back to Georgia recruiting. I'm sure they
1: want to hear more about that. All right, uh, what is it, four recruits in the last five days or seven days or something been, like that? It's been wild, yeah. All right, let's go over uh, these commitments. Uh, I believe last Thursday night, which was the, the day we podcasted. A big one for our area here, yes. There's a kid down the road in Jefferson, Mr. Starks. Ron, have you covered him much?
0: Yeah, I covered him uh, last year on their march to the – How do you, how you to...
1: pronounce his first name?
0: Malachi, oh, on, just... their, on their on their march to the, uh, to the state championship that they Fell just short, but – I mean, yeah, this dude's a dude. And, and a game I didn't cover was down in Savannah. I mean, he rushed for 300-and-something yards in a, in a semifinal win. And, I mean, <laughs> they wouldn't have done it without him. And that's just the type of stuff that dude five-star athletes, you know, put together.
1: Uh, Malachi Starks is rated um, as a five-star athlete by 247 Sports Composite. What position does he play for Jefferson, and where will Georgia play him?
0: Yeah, so he's a safety and a quarterback quarterback so i mean that's one of those situations you think of uh who was the the quarterback that ended up at auburn that was a safety at georgia um you know real good in the thirteen season anyway you think of somebody like him where he's just an athlete where uh where you put him on the field where he can make plays and uh, you know when he, when he has the ball in his hand he sure is a, a stud but when he gets to the college level i think they will probably see him as a as a db a five-star, uh, Probably safety is what I what I think he'll be.
1: All right. Georgia also gets a commitment uh, from outside linebacker from Salisbury, North Carolina. Jalon Walker, mm-hmm. 6'2", 220, four-star.
0: i go Jalen. I think it's Jalen Walker. What do I call him? Jalon.
1: Oh. Jalon Walker. Um well spoken kid. I saw him uh, do a video. I guess it was on CBS Sports. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Kirby needs to rescind his freshman Don't Talk to the Media because this guy looks like he's going to be fun to.
0: You know, Malachi, too. Uh, is is know, he good? He, he was very good. Um, yeah. You know, thanked all the right people and. Uh and, and I think from talking to, to their coach out there that, you know, grades are, are a priority to, to him. So that's, that's always great to see.
1: All right. Georgia also gets a running back. Uh, this guy, Jordan James, is from Oakland, Tennessee, uh, or actually Oakland High School. Uh, it's Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is... On the way to Nashville, as yeah. I usually pass About by halfway there.
0: between Chattanooga and Nashville. Maybe a little. More I don't think toward, it's halfway. I think it's, close, it's closer
1: yeah. to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, have I told you how much uh, I enjoy Chattanooga traffic? I don't. So when I go to Vanderbilt this year, I'm going to bank myself another 90 minutes on that one.
0: You might as well just go up over to Birmingham and up from there.
1: Um. By the way, the, uh, this is a will be a much easier uh, road trips this year for Georgia. You got the Vandy trip. You got Auburn, Georgia Tech. Uh Tennessee and of course Jacksonville, but looks like uh, you know, we don't have to drive to Arkansas. Yes. Don't have to drive to Kentucky.
0: Missouri. Uh Missouri. Now I say that. There, huh? I mean
1: Yeah. N- normally all those are all flights, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't fly in last season. Um anyway, Jordan James running back. Uh so RBU, the next guy, uh joins it. And then as you mentioned, yesterday, uh Brett Thorson, uh from Australia. Uh, did you know how he spelled honor? Yes, I did. Honored. He uh, will, you know, be the heir apparent to Jay Kamarta, who has another year to go. And um, you know, I wrote a story back in 2018 because Georgia had back-to-back weeks where they were going up against really good punters that were both from Australia. One was on Kentucky, one was on Auburn. And uh, Georgia hadn't gone that route yet, you know. You take a
0: Brad Wing or or Wing uh, at
1: uh, LSU years back? Yeah, these guys are, are, you know, sometimes... And and if you look at the Ray Guy Award, which is like the gold standard for um, best college kickers or punters, many of these guys that are semi-finalists and mostly finalists are guys from Australia, so... We'll see how it pans out. I mean, Wonder uh, what
0: it is down under. What's that? Wonder what it is. I mean, yeah, they're not too big on soccer. They're not a big. They're not too big of a soccer country.
1: You know what time it is right now in Australia?
0: <laughs> yes, it is 1:53 uh, in
1: the uh, in the morning. I do believe. That's about. it's about right. It's somewhere. Is that exactly? Right? <laughs> I think
0: they're uh, from watching the U uh, the Australian Open for yeah. years. They're 14 hours ahead or 16 hours ahead. 16 hours ahead. Yeah.
1: By the way. Australian Open being tennis, but golf. Is the Masters next week or the week after? Yeah, next week. Ryan is not going this year? <sighs> i got a
0: Lauren Smith story for you. Um, hmm. <laughs> Might be too late. Lauren Smith has gone to like 58 straight Masters, and uh, he gets our press credential, our one press credential we got. So I wasn't going to be the one to break, I lo- break I that at, streak.
1: I looked at the Masters list yesterday, and I, I think there's four or five or maybe even – yeah, I was looking for more of the guys that you, that aren't guarantees to get in because obviously, Bubba Watson's getting in every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kisner
0: is pretty regular.
1: Yeah, but Brian Harmon is in this year, and uh, we uh, he he did the podcast um, five six years ago maybe. I was going to say we need to dial him back up, but um, it's going to be he's going to be probably be pretty busy Thursday when we usually record. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd say so. You yeah. think
1: can he do a podcast interview on like the ninth green?
0: Uh, I think we could probably swing it. That doesn't like that I th- said. Lawrence going, he could that, probably pull him over to the side like a like a halftime interview. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that doesn't that doesn't break the Masters rule. That, you can't even have cell phones out there. How's no he going to do cell that? Cell phones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well. Uh, It'd be interesting to see um i guess that this kid's coming in the, the australian yeah. uh in january as an early enrollee which actually now nowadays you, got, you had 16 this year uh that's pretty much the the rule it's poor, not the exception to get people. these guys in all right what else were we talking about georgia adding a uh game with louisville mm-hmm. um i don't have it in front of me what was it Twenty twenty six, twenty seven?
0: 27 I oh think? yeah I, it's back-to-back years keep talking i'll pull up Claudema.
1: It's. I'm sorry. Right. It's not. It's. Not, it's not that important. We don't know what we're going to be doing in five years from now. But uh, I'm not that excited about it. I mean, Louisville four and seven last year. Um, I wasn't pining for this matchup. There were many more I, I would have rather have seen. Um, but I mean,
0: georgia has been heavy on some of the biggest names. No, no, so. it, it
1: is. They are, and you know, I think that year they have. Um, Today of UCLA. Yeah,
0: I got it pulled up now. So it's at Louisville in the twenty-six. Right, and then Louisville and Athens in twenty-seven.
1: Right, wait, twenty-seven though. I at, believe at I, FSU. Yeah, yeah. So here's my point. Twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Georgia's playing three three ACC opponents. Uh, you're going to have Louisville. FSM. You're going to have Florida State, and, and you're going to have Georgia Tech, presuming that Georgia Tech's staying on the schedule. I mean, or
0: any of them are in the same league in six years. Yeah, exactly. Who knows <laughs> the hell that's
1: going to look like? Um, it's fine if you're just trying to, to, you know, you know you can land it, and you didn't have any any you know better options. And and who knows? Maybe Scott Satterfield gets that program cranked up. Maybe he's he's coaching in the OCC. Maybe he's got another job. Then who knows? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You ever been to uh, the formerly Papa John Stadium?
0: No, but that was uh, the Louisville game, right? Uh, no, no, that's sorry. I was I was looking at the Belt Bowl uh, that yeah. Georgia has coming up.
1: I haven't. But we've been
0: past it when we flew into Louisville for the George Kentucky game a couple years ago. We didn't. We, we were on the same flight, were we? Somehow we took the same rental car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I yeah, we were on the same flight. Oh, I don't remember. We were on that. the same no, flight. But we
0: wanted to go to Churchill Downs. Yeah. and we couldn't really. Yeah.
1: I have not been to that stadium, but if you drive, you know, from the airport in Louisville to uh-huh. Lexington, you're going to pass it. It's right there. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't see many people getting too jacked up about that. Now, a game people are jacked up about is Georgia Clemson in Charlotte uh, almost five months from now, a little bit a little bit more. Uh, I wrote a story that's on onlineathens.com. I talked talk to uh, uh, the uh, organizers up there and uh, folks at uh, Georgia and Clemson and um, because North Carolina went uh, from uh, whatever they were to 50% now capacity, which is a 75,000 seat stadium, which, uh, you know, is that enough 50% capacity to, you know, want to, 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 to have that game there? Um, you know, there's a $4 million guarantee for each school, which if it's not packed, uh, you know, with 75,000, they're, they're not going to get 4 million probably, yeah. um, you know, and given I, I, Brian Camp is rolling back, uh, you know the COVID uh, regulations is it coming to Mercedes? Or, or recommendations. Now, I mean, there's Alabama's playing. I think it's Miami already the same date. But you could always play the Sunday. You could play, yeah. you know, a different day if you wanted to. Uh, Georgia and Clemson are saying that they want to want to keep the game there, but they're they you know giving themselves some wiggle room to, you know, whether you put pressure on the state there. I, I think the way uh, that things are going now, there is infection the trending, uh, that, that's trending up in the in the Northeast. In the Midwest, um, the vaccination rates are going up, um, and the numbers look good, uh, relatively speaking, around here. Uh, so uh, check out that story. Uh, Ryan, did you? Uh, what did you make of Georgia adding a transfer from Illinois, Chicago, that knows uh, well,
0: <clears throat> the coach uh, assistant? Uh, yeah, his name slips me now too. Um, but Steve McLean. Steve McLean, thank you. Yeah, so it sounded like he was a, a player under McLean when he was playing for him. And then last year, his numbers drastically dwindled, so I don't know. Maybe uh, McLean can get the best out of him, and George can use him some kind of way. Uh, but... You know his numbers from last year didn't excite me so much but no we' we're, we're, we're
1: talking about Braylon bridges uh, a guy that's from the Atlanta area went to high school there yeah he I uh, look uh, he didn't have great numbers last year uh, but he gives uh, Georgia something that they are lacking which is size he's 610 I think around 225 um, this will be the first of I would expect uh, several uh, additions in the transfer market uh, it's, there's a lot of quality talent out there uh, and I think it's going to be this deal yeah. uh, you know going forward it's you're gonna be turning over these rosters year after year as players are looking for somebody different and coaches are looking for somebody different uh and this year you add on top of that the extra year of eligibility added uh you know we haven't heard yet is george is getting back three transfers from uh, last or yeah mm-hmm. from last year uh i would expect you know one or two of them maybe to stay I, who knows how that plays out
0: and one local name that i uh, did, a, did a story on last week flanders fleming who was a uh i mean a big time name in the big south league i think uh you know, I talked to him last week, and sounds like he wants to come home. But I did see a tweet from him a couple of days ago, where his recruitment is fully recruitment is fully open, and uh, and so you know, I think Athens would would like to see him come back home, so to speak. But uh, I think that's a name to, to keep on your minds for for Georgia. Hey, we got. Wait,
1: wait, are you saying he's the next Earl Jackson?
0: <laughs> uh, no comment on that. But hey, we need to get out of here. I uh, have got somewhere to be immediately so let's uh let's call it a call it a podcast all right georgia and
1: baseball is playing uh, this weekend uh they are at home against south carolina uh and uh ron what else you you uh how's your brackets looking by the way
0: oh they're done Don't i mean i still got gonzaga i think have, everybody does you get
1: you only had one of four yeah all right i got two of four i got baylor still alive but i only i got gonzaga working at all i, I yeah. haven't heard I, i'm guessing i'm out of my pool
0: yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done for. I had a good run, though, through the Elite Eight. All
1: right, well, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about uh, Georgia's uh, scrimmage over the weekend and uh, anything else that uh, materializes. Have a great weekend. Enjoy watching the Braves or whoever you root for in the MLB. <laughs> yep. And i uh, see you later. All right.